0: Hey, this is Pastor John Ryan Cantu from Numa Church in Houston, Texas. Thank you for listening to the message today. I hope that it blesses you and all those that you share it with. God bless you. Amen. Praise God. Without any further ado, I'm gonna give the the mic to Pastor Damaris this morning and she's gonna bring the word. Amen. God bless you this morning. Are we ready to, to hear the word of God? I'm ready. God has been um, stirring this word in my heart for for a couple of weeks, and when when Pastor asked us, I I already knew. I'm like, I know. I already know. Uh, I'm gonna uh, um, ask you to stand so we can read the word of God. And first of all, thank you, Pastor, for trusting me with. You know, with this responsibility, we have a full house. We've had, you know, as, as we're worshiping and I keep seeing people coming in and coming in, I was like, goodness, we have a full house today. I hope you all are ready. That means that God has something for you this morning. Um, and we're going to go ahead and open uh, our Bibles to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, and we're going to read verse 13 and 14. You have it? Amen. The Word of God says, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you, keyword, believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised what? Holy Spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Let's go ahead and pray. Thank you, God, for giving me the opportunity to speak to your people this morning. Thank you. You are so good. You are so good, and I am so grateful. And I ask, my God, that I speak this word that you gave to me. It will be a, a blessing to each and every person that is in this place. I know that this is for someone. And I hope that you open our minds and you open our hearts to receive directly from your Holy Spirit this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. So a couple of key words that... I I wanted to speak on the verse. It was believed you have been marked in him with a seal and guaranteeing our inheritance. And this is talking about the Holy Spirit. When you're marked with a seal, the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, that the kettle when uh, the cows and uh, when they get marked, you know, they they know that they belong to uh, the certain farmer. And the other thing that came to mind is marriage, right? All of you married, if you're wearing your ring, what, some of the vows is, you know, like your vow that it's just, this is a forever thing. And so this identifies me as I'm taken, right? The, <laughs> the, the husbands, you know, that, that wear it, which I know a lot of husbands like guys, because, they, you know, I don't wear it all the time because of my, of my line of work. My husband's line of work is pretty difficult, but I found this, well, my son found this website where you can find silicone um, bands. So so now he wears his silicone band. So there's no excuse. So that lets the ladies know he's taken, right? So that's a seal. Uh, it, it, It seals me as I'm his wife, he is my husband. And then our guaranteed inheritance. If you already guessed it, Today, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. Uh, the reason for this message is I have been reading a book. Uh, I've talked about it a couple times. A few years back, I read it, but I don't think my I never finished it. I'm bad. Sometimes when I read books, I don't finish them. But I'm, this year, I'm, I'm getting good. I'm getting better. I'm finishing my books. But um, a few years back, I don't believe my heart, my spirit, my mind, my soul, everything was ready for this book and it's called Good Morning Holy Spirit and this book has blessed me week after week, I'm doing it with um, a couple of girls and w- when we talk about you know, how this book is speaking to us, it's just the Holy Spirit is so amazing I don't think we give Him enough credit and I don't think we talk about Him enough so that is why I'm talking about the Holy Spirit today the title of my message is the source. My prayer is that you leave here this morning desiring to either establish a new relationship with the Holy Spirit or um, go in deeper into our relationship with the Holy Spirit. One or the other. The scripture we just read applies to us as believers, right? From the moment that we accept Him as our Lord and Savior. But I, I want to take you through history a little bit about. Um, The mentions of the Holy Spirit, we we hear about the Holy Spirit, you know, more so in the New Testament, you know, from from Acts and when Jesus promised the disciples. But how about the Old Testament? So I want to take you to a couple of scriptures. You don't have to go to them. I'm just going to mention them. But the Holy Spirit has been there since the beginning of creation. Since the beginning of creation. Genesis 1, 1 and 2 says... In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God, was hovering over the waters. So he was there uh, in the beginning of creation. In the Old Testament, uh, the Spirit of God is connected to God's Word. So let me give you a few mentions of the Holy Spirit. In Numbers 27, we see God giving Moses instructions to appoint Joshua as the next leader. And I quote, this is what it says. Take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit. Now let's move to Nehemiah. Nehemiah talks about how the prophets were used by his spirit to warn his people. Then let's go to Micah. Micah said, but as for me, I am filled with the power and with the spirit of the Lord. Zechariah. He said, not by might, nor by power. But by what? But my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. David, after committing adultery with Bathsheba, he was crying out to the Lord, and we've all read this scripture, but, you know, I always say that, you know, that the, the word of God is alive and active. When I read it this time, it, 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 you know, it highlighted something different. And even my husband said, does it say that? I said, yes, it does. Let's, you know, he had to go he, verify it. He verified what I said. But after our committing adultery, he cried out to the Lord, and he said, Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. So we understand that the Holy Spirit is is as important as God the Father and God the Son. We need to establish that, because I feel that a lot of times, I know that a lot of times we focus so much on God the Father, which we should, And we focus so much on on God the Son, which we should. But we also need to focus on the Holy Spirit equally because he is equal to the God the Father and God the Son. And we need him as much as we need the Father and the Son. A lot of times we relate the Holy Spirit to what? To a dove, right? And that's because when Jesus was baptized, he came down in in a form of a dove. And we also relate him to um, wind, which is saying we need a fresh wind, right? Um, We refer to him as water, he is a living water. But he is also a person. Just because we refer to him as a dove, as a water, uh, as a wind, that does not take away from the fact that he is a person. Now, let me tell you, Paul tells us. In Corinthians two ten and 11, that the Spirit reveals, searches, and teaches. Those three things require what? Intelligence. The Holy Spirit is a person with intelligence, with will, and with emotion. Further down in Corinthians 12, Paul says that the Spirit distributes each gift as he wills. As he desires, a person has a will. Isaiah 63:10, "But they rebelled and grieved his holy Spirit. Only someone with emotions can be grieved. Ephesians 4:30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption." Can I tell you that the word does speak about not taking the name of God in vain? We read that, right, in the commandments. It says that we shouldn't, but there's only one unforgivable sin, and that is to blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. Write your scripture if you're taking notes. This is Mark three twenty-eight and 29. And it says, Truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven, the children of men, and whatever blasphemies they utter, but whoever blas- blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness but is guilty of eternal sin. It's the only time that it says that it's an unforgivable sin and it's against the Holy Spirit. That's how important the Holy Spirit is. I believe with everything in my heart. That if we are a church who is to be moved, led, and empowered by the Holy Spirit, we need to develop a closer relationship with him. He's much more than a powerful service like we just had. He is much more than the power behind the words of a prophet when they come and prophesy over your life. He wants a relationship with us, and he wants to walk with you. He truly, truly wants to move you, lead you, and empower you. Those can just be words that we mention. We have to really live by who we are as Numa, which is spirit. I believe that we're at a moment in time, church, where he wants to reveal himself to us at a personal level. At a personal level. He reveals himself to us at a church level, when, right when we're in a church setting, when, when we hear the word, when, when we have amazing praise and worship. But what about when you go home? Do you note him at a personal level, or do you just encounter him when you come into this building? Let's look at the Holy Spirit during Jesus' ministry. And Luke 4-1, right after Jesus had been baptized, the Holy Spirit descended as a dove. Luke 4-1 says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, the first step that he took, he left the Jordan and was led, led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Sometimes we get so mad at God because we're going through a wilderness, but what if His Holy Spirit led you there? Because He wants to teach you something. And I feel that that's a word that we keep hearing. We heard it from Pastor Melissa. We heard it from Claudia. Where you're at, know who God is in your life. Don't just ask Him to get you out of it. Ask Him, what are you trying to teach me while I'm in it? He says... He was led into the wilderness where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. Let's go all the way down to verse 14. It says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Verse 19, 18, and 19. He said, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. These were the words that Jesus said, full of the spirit. He went into his ministry full of the spirit. When we are filled with his spirit, we will be able to withstand the attacks of the enemy. Sometimes we get knocked out and and we don't stay firm because the Holy Spirit is not with us through it. We're trying to do it on our own. If we are to be imitators of Jesus, why then do we not make the Holy Spirit part of our daily walk? And sometimes we try to do it on our own. The word says that we are God's temple. Temple. And his spirit dwells in us. I looked up the definition of dwell. It's live in, reside, um, or reside in. So if he is to live in us, shouldn't we know him well? Do you know the people that live in your house? I hope so. Right? I, I, I hope so. I hope you know who lives in your house. But they live in your house. Why? Because that's, you know, that's your family. That's, that's your husband. Those are your kids. You got no choice. You can give them back. But, you know, it's, it's, they live with you, so you know them. You have a relationship with them. The Holy Spirit is supposed to live inside of us. Why? Because this is his temple. We are his temple. If Jesus, being the Son of God, didn't do anything without the Holy Spirit, why should we? Jesus, perfect. But he showed us his humanity so that we wouldn't say it's too hard, we can do it, it's impossible. Yes, you can. But he was full of the Spirit. Acts 10, 38 says... That God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. That's how he was able to heal those people. That's how he was able to cast out demons. Because he was full of the spirit and power that came behind it from the Holy Spirit. John 14, we see the promised advocate. Jesus said, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. The Greek word is parakletos which means comforter, advocate, or helper. One called alongside to help. That's what Jesus was saying he was gonna send. One called alongside to help. So why do we try to do it on our own? Why don't we call out on the Holy Spirit? He was sent for him to help us. Let's look at the Holy Spirit and the disciples. We saw Jesus, right? We're supposed to be imitators. And he didn't do anything without the power of the Holy Spirit behind it. Now let's look at the Holy Spirit and the disciples. Until the day Jesus was taken up, he gave his disciples commands through the Holy Spirit. Acts 1-2. He told his disciples... John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He ordered them to stay in Jerusalem and wait for this promise. He told them, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the earth. Then the day of Pentecost came. And they were all together in one place. Just like we are today. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. After this happened, right after Peter went out to preach. You know how many souls give and take. Because the Bible says about, you know, so that doesn't mean uh, an exact number. And back in those days, they usually wouldn't count the women and the children. Okay. About 3,000 souls were added that day. Because he went out and preached the word after receiving the promise of the Holy Spirit. So he was empowered by the Holy Spirit when he was preaching. Peter and John... We move along. They were walking one day and they see a lame beggar. And what did they tell him? We don't have gold nor silver, but we I have what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And he did. The disciples were filled by his spirit, and they performed miracles by the power of the Holy Spirit that was within them. Let's forward. To the Holy Spirit now. I just gave you a little bit of history. Because I want you to understand. The power of the Holy Spirit. I want you to walk into the power of the Holy Spirit. We hear from the Father and Jesus. Through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is primary primary agent. Of the Godhead. Working in the world today. And us, the church, you and me, through the power of the Holy Spirit, are called to do the work of God in the world. That's what we are called to do. We're not called to just come every Sunday and get fed. We are called to do the work of God as the church, as the body. But I think that sometimes we're intimidated and we don't do it because we're not sure what we're doing. I mean, are you walking with the Holy Spirit? Because if He empowers the disciples, He can empower you. We need to know the person of the Holy Spirit in His fullness. Once we do, He will guide us. He will help us and He will strengthen us. The Word says that the Spirit intercedes For us, according to the will of God, not your will, not what you want. According to the will of God, he intercedes for you. It also says that he teaches us, he comforts us. So why do we walk around defeated sometimes? I believe that the enemy will do everything in his power, church, to keep us from getting a hold of the source of the power. And he will influence your circumstances so that you may feel alone. So that you will not feel the comforter next to you. So that you will not see the helper next to you. And he makes you feel like, but I'm all alone on this. No, you're not. You need to call on the power of the Holy Spirit because he was called to be your helper. Because he was called to be your comforter. When is the last time that you said, Holy Spirit, I want to know you? Or have you ever said that? If he is a person, when's the last time that you said, oh, you know what? I want to get to know him better. Not just sing about him. Not just get excited how everyone else is feeling it. But because I know him. Because I have the relationship with him. Sometimes, and this is, this is um, I was talking to my son on Tuesday when we're going home from practice. You know that when we gather here on Sunday, it's supposed to be a time of what you already did throughout the week. So you come together with believers to worship. Why do we not worship like we should Sometimes. And we're just kind of hanging out. It's another Sunday. And then, you know, if there's a game, i got to go to the game where, you know, it's just, i got to go eat. It's, it's past my time. What you're doing here is a reflection of your week. And that may be harsh. You may not want to hear that, and you may not like the fact that I'm saying that. But what you doing here, when you praise and when you worship, is a reflection of what you did on your Monday through Saturday. But if this is the only time that you come and get your fill, I'm sorry, it's not going to last. You need him daily. Daily. We need him daily. Because the enemy doesn't take a day off, he attacks you every day. So then we need the Holy Spirit to walk with us daily. He's so much more than speaking in tongues an amazing service, or receiving prophecies. You know, speaking in tongues is a gift. Don't get me wrong. They're important. I'm not saying they're not. But at the end of the day, they're gifts. They're not the source. They're gifts. Sometimes we see the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit uses people, right? And and we wish he could use us like them. Like, man. If I could only be used like that person. If I could only be like a little bit of that person. But God has called you for something different than he called that person. You have your own calling. You have your own assignment. And in your place of assignment, the Holy Spirit is going to empower you. You don't need to desire what other people have. See what God has for you. See what the Holy Spirit has for you. Desiring the gifts are good, but we can just want to access the power without a relationship with the giver of the power. Church, I believe that we are standing, I know, we are standing at the brink of revival, an overpouring of the Holy Spirit. But we need to be ready We need to have a relationship with him because if we don't, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. I'm talking about him waking you up in the middle of the night to intercede because he does that. I'm talking about him giving you a new word that you've never heard before. I'm talking about him giving you a new song but can I tell you that you can just desire it if you're not putting action behind it? Another one that may, be, may make you uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm talking about being here, being here every first Saturday of the month at 7 a.m. Seeking His face, desiring His presence. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, we have prayer once a month. Every Saturday at 7 a.m. And it's the least attended gathering that we have. Just like in Acts, they were all together in one place. We are together in one place today. And I believe that the Holy Spirit can do what He did then, today. Pastor talked about the Spirit departing from Samson last week. He thought he had it all figured out, right? The, the spirit also departed from Saul. We need to give his Holy Spirit free range in our lives. You know what free range means? There's no, you can have this one. This one you can take. This one I'm attached to. This one I'm not ready to let go. No, we need to give him free range. We need to allow him to remove, trim, cut, expose, whatever is not pleasing to him. Ephesians 4.30 says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Can I tell you that he's a gentleman and he's not going to force himself on you? If you don't want him, he's not going to stay. Nor will he reside in you. But if you're a believer, the moment that you accepted him as your Lord and Savior, that, that was the stamp which is red, That was the seal. That seals you that you are set aside for the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit in you. So we need to be careful not to grieve him. Jason, can I get you on the keys, please? To not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. But open our doors wide open for what he has for us which i know it's a lot i know what he has for us i've seen it through history we've heard some of great uh, we've heard about great revivals right the first great awakening was on the 1730s and 1740s it lasted 10 years The second Great Awakening was in the 1820s to the 1850s. The third Great Awakening, 1875 to 1885. The very famous Azusa Street Revival in L.A., 1906. That is known as the Pentecostal Movement. In the 20th century, we had Billy Graham and his crusades. You know what all the revivals had in common? Revival happened at a time where the world was going downhill. And they realized that they needed God more than ever. Does it sound familiar? Can I tell you that we need the Billy Grahams of this time to rise up? Even better with a greater anointing. The Catherine Coleman's with a greater anointing but it starts with a relationship if you don't cultivate that relationship with the Holy Spirit we're going to keep going through the motions church you're going to be okay with coming Sunday after Sunday and I'm not telling you not to come if you're not going to invite the Holy Spirit but don't you want to see something different in your life don't you want to see where God wants to take you Don't you want to see the promises fulfilled over your life? That it would go down to your children and your children's children and your children's children. Because you decided to walk with the Holy Spirit. Because you decided to give him room. Sometimes I feel his presence in this place and we are so quick to, let's go on to the next thing. And that's when it hits me that he's a gentleman, he's not, I'm ready, Numa, no, okay. I'm ready, Abigail, I'm ready, Jose, I'm ready, Linda, I'm ready, Melissa, are you ready, no, okay. We need to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Church, we can't just come to classes. We can't just come to teachings. We can't. The we Lord says that in the last days, your children will prophesy. Are we not living in the last days? And I know that I used to be of the mentality of, "Man, we've been living in the last days forever." <laughs> Since I was growing up, I kept hearing we're living in the last days. But right now it really does feel like he's there. And that's why the enemy's throwing so many things your way. And you're trying to carry on the load. And you're trying to come on all on your own when the Holy Spirit is like, Let me take it from you. Let me take it from you. You don't have to do it on your own. But you have to call out on his name. You have to make room for him. Can I ask you to stand? And look, this is. Thank you. This is not um, a calling for everyone. It should be everyone. But I will tell you that when you begin walking close to the Holy Spirit, He'll begin to speak to you in a different way. I'm not listening to Him like I was listening to Him three months ago. My ear is getting more in tuned, if that makes sense. Not that I wasn't hearing from Him. Don't think, oh Lirvana, what was she doing? No. It's just the fact that every morning I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Would you walk with me today? And I open my word and sometimes I don't even read it. I just sit there, let him speak to me. I don't wanna I don't wanna read. I just want you to speak, and he does. And let me tell you, at first it was awkward to just sit there. But the more I did it, the more he spoke. And I want to challenge you to do that. And for those of you who are ready to say, Holy Spirit, I'm ready to allow you to come into my life and walk with me day in and day out, I've been trying to do it all on my own. Yes, I pray. Yes, I call into the name of Jesus. Yes, I call into the Father. But you know what? I haven't called on to you, Holy Spirit. And I'm ready. I'm ready. Would you come into my life? Would you walk with me? Would you do this daily thing with me? And be ready because he will. But also put work behind it. Open your word. Walk away from things you need to walk away from. Let him prune, remove, cut. You know. So for those of you who are ready to say, Here I am, Holy Spirit. I want to see what you're going to do in my life. I want to see what you're going to do in my family. I no longer want to move without you by my side. Would you come forward this morning? Can I ask the prayer team to come? And would you speak to him? If you have nothing to say, would you just say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. Holy Spirit, speak to me. I don't know what she's talking about, but I want to know. There are callings that need to be awakened. Because you're walking around unsure whether it is from God or not and Pastor Danny was saying that all you need to know is that the I am is with you nothing else you need to step into what he has called you to do and you need to step into your assignment like Jesus stepped into his assignment full of the spirit full of the spirit and power because he knew who was with him. The Holy Spirit of the living God. And he was not doing the walk alone. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening. If you'd like some more information on Numa Church, visit us on our website at mynumachurch.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share it with your friends on social media and tag us at My Pneuma Church. Thanks again and God bless.